This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Jake and Mel Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jakeandmelpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm trying um, to remember that. Um, ah, fuck, what was it? So the so what we're talking about here is um, welcome to uh, episode six, by the way. Yes, welcome back. Actually, uh, we actually were recording this for, for quite some time, and yeah, it, it turned out that twenty minutes. <laughs> we had i and by we i mean me this is my fault this time uh i had one notch turned off that was affecting jake's mic and so it didn't capture any of what he fucking said well so we're back um and and so we're kind of doing this out of order but what what we're talking about right now is uh is the so amazon announced yep. that it is going to be doing a lord of the rings show and more, more specifically, this is going to take place in the Second Age. Everybody that's a fan of the Lord of the Rings knows that both The well, Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings books take place in the Third Age. What's hilarious about this whole thing is um, people were upset. So initially, we heard Amazon is doing Lord of the Rings. And we're like, oh, well, uh, you know, like, oh, that'll, that'll be fucking cool. And then we hear they, they're spending $2 billion on yeah, two billion dollars. Whatever that dude. means, which is a lot, which is exciting. And I was like, okay, if somebody's gonna do this right, that means make that a TV show. It better be real dragons. Like <laughs> they, they better bioengineer you know a what it real is, fucking dragon for two billion dollars. You know what it is? Is first of all, they better better bring what a real bell rock. Um, they better bring Weta Workshop back, who did all of the costumes for the oh, movies. Dude, they have to. They they have to. There's no fucking way. If they don't, I'm going to be I want to fucking know upset. who they hire if it's not what um, workshop. They also are going to do, presumably, um, some advanced CGI. Um, you know what I mean? Whatever that means. <sighs> yeah. Whatever, you know. You know. You know. Right. So, but people were upset because eventually Amazon said, we have an announcement about, about the show. And then they're like, it's the second age. And then, and then I remember reading an article and people were like, this is pretty disappointing. This doesn't tell us anything about what the show's going to be about. And I was like, the actual description, dumb. I'm pretty sure it was a tweet from Amazon said that you are going to see the fall of Numenor. Yep. Right? Which tells me, as a Lord a of the Rings nerd, all I fucking need to know. Right? 
So, and I was like, okay, clearly the person who wrote this article was just told to write about it and didn't know, you know, presumably hasn't read any of the books or anything. Um, so what we're going to see, what we wanted to speculate, I was like, okay, if that tells me what that, here's what we're going to see, right? So brief history of Middle Earth, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we could obviously, Mel and I could probably do this for hours, but here- um, Our story starts like mini. Yes. Under a hill. <laughs> um, or in a basement. Um, we're going to see snippets of the first age, right? Where you had the big bad guy of the first age was Morgoth, who him who he himself was a god, right? Yeah. Um, and he had many lieutenants. Among them, he had dragons, he had balrogs, he had werewolves and no vampires, like no shit. But also Sauron. Sauron was one of his lieutenants. And Morgoth is defeated by a variety by a, a an army made up primarily of elves, but um, some other uh, beings, right? He's defeated. Second Age starts. The Second Age is, I believe, um, you have the Numenorians who are similar to men. They're not actually men um, because men are just regular human beings and Numenorians are seven-foot-tall um, men that live well past their hundreds, you know, two, three hundred years. Yeah. Right? Fucking beasts. They come, they, um, Sauron starts traveling around and corrupting people's minds. Yeah. He goes to Numenor and he corrupts like 95% of the continent and they become what's referred to as black Numenorians. And then you have a guy named Elendil, was a king. Um, I don't know if he was a king at the time. He leaves with those that remained faithful, right? And they left and fled to Gondor, um, or founded um, Gondor and Arnor. Um, Numenor eventually. I don't know why, because it's whether it's corrupted or because of other um, events, sinks into the ocean, right? Just for context, I've only read bits of the Silmarillion. I'm still working on it. It's a very, very yeah. That's fucking that's dense. full disclosure. Both of us have not completed the Silmarillion, and it's funny. It's widely accepted as a daunting task in the uh, Lord of the Rings community, unless you're on the Facebook page I'm on, where apparently the Silmarillion is a relaxing afternoon read to those guys, which is I so. Mean, there hey, are power to you if you can reach that elitist status. There I are can't. levels of nerds, right? And there are levels of geeking out about stuff and liking stuff, and I love Lord of the Rings. But the Silmarillion is thousands, and it seems like thousands and thousands of named characters, some of which only briefly appear, but they're all named, right? Everybody has a name. And it's yeah, like, and it's who a the hell are all these people? It's a dense book. It doesn't yeah, read like a story. It reads like a textbook. It's an encyclopedia, basically. And going off of, you know, what I do know... Numenorans show up. Um, I keep wanting to say a lesser, but that's Aragorn. Um, Elendil, King Elendil, arrives with his two sons, Anarion and Isildur. Anarion and Isildur, the two princes, found Gondor. Um, Elendil founds Arnor. Huge, you know, he is the the seat of everything is in Arnor, right? Until yeah. eventually it's captured and or destroyed, and then it kind of shatters into smaller kind of kingdoms. And then... You have Isildur in Minas Ethel and Anarion in Minas Anor. Eventually, you have Minas Anor falls to the Witch King. It turns into Minas Morgul, and then they rename Minas uh, 
Ethel into Minas Tirith, <laughs> which we see in all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, Osgiliath is their capital. Anarion dies, I think, fairly early on. Um, but eventually you have um, Numenorians and elves combined into this last alliance, um, which you see in the opening scroll of the Fellowship of the Ring. They fight Sauron and defeat him, and then that starts the Third Age. Um, so there's a lot of shit that happens. A lot of shit. Um, we don't know the exact time frame that all five of the wizards show up, but you get, of course, um, Saruman the White, Gandalf the Grey, Radagast the Brown, and then the two blue wizards who have, who are, in fact, apparently named, although there's, I think, a couple of different sources that kind of speculate on that. And one of the things that Mel and I are hoping for um, is getting to learn more about the Blue Wizards. And I've watched a billion YouTube videos on them now. And it's been a little while, so I'm kind of out of practice on that. Um, but it was, I believe, initially... <sighs> this is what Mel and I were talking about, and I should have rewatched some of this before we talked about it, um, maybe in a later episode. But initially the Blue Wizards arrived by themselves. And I want to say that they worked and helped, maybe it was bring Unite the Elves and stuff um, together against Morgoth and helped, were pivotal in limiting his reach and his power. But what I want to say is that they arrived first at kind of curtailing what Sauron was doing. Um, but we know that eventually... Um, you know, you have Radagast, Saruman, and Gandalf who stay in the West, and then the Blue Wizards go to the West. The, the West. The West. I'm friggin' tired as hell. But, um, <laughs> the West. Off God to the it, East. Sorry, the East. I'm I'm losing it over here. Um, they go to the East, and we don't know what happens to them. Right? What do they fail? Which seems likely because you have in the Third Age you have the Herodrim and the Easterlings who show up. Again, inside with um, Sauron, and there's actually some pretty good videos that explain why they do that and why they don't side with the rest of the men and elves um, and everyone else. Um, but I'm hoping that we will get to see more of the Blue Wizards because another thing that not everybody knows, um, I know Mel knows, is that the Blue Wizards, Tolkien wanted to keep writing. He wanted to keep writing more and more books, and he never got around to it. Yeah, and he has them in there. He has them yeah. referenced several times in his notes. He had a framework. Unfortunately, Christopher uh, Christopher Tolkien, his son, has passed, and he was the one that was giving us some of these other books. Hopefully, the Tolkien estate will keep putting some of his work out. Um, but a theory was that the next big bad character in the storyline in the Fourth Age that Aragorn and then his son, um, I think it's Arathorn have to deal with is that these blue wizards who were in the East are still alive and well, and they start to, um, because they sowed kind of dissent against, I, I keep saying I want to believe it was Sauron during the early Second Age. Yeah, see, um, that's, that's the information that I it, don't remember. It, I don't remember if it, I, it didn't seem that were it they fit. Were they corrupted during that time period and then they fucked off to the West or... You know, yeah. So I'm gonna 
we're gonna have to rewatch that stuff, and I'm gonna have to refine it, and then I'll just briefly insert it in a later episode. Um, so at one point they were successful in their goal, right? And then they went, they departed Middle Earth, and then eventually all five of the wizards came back, right? Instead of just the blue wizards, the blue wizards were now sent with um, assistance, the other wizards, um, and. What they did is they were very good at um, keeping people from turning towards Sauron, right? And taking his advice and these kind of things. Um, watch, I'm going to be wrong. It was going to be Morgoth. <laughs> um, but- well, I mean, so the, the, the wizards are definitely will be something cool. It'll be cool to see both. Gandalf, Radagast, and Saur- uh, uh, Saruman, I'm sorry, yeah. um, interacting with each other more, but also with the other wizards and getting introduced to them. Yeah, we may um, see the actual it, arrival it'll be, of all it'll five. Be a hell of a, it'll be a hell of a sight to see who ends up taking up the mantle of those characters, because obviously, you know, you just can't replace the people that have already done well, that. Well, you can um, have Sir Ian McKellen come back, of course, assuming that, I mean, he's getting older, knock on wood. Well, assuming that they want to use any yeah, Christopher Lee has passed cast. as well. Yeah, he he passed away. Um, and it was Saruman? It, and, and and you know, it's it'll be interesting to see. It'll definitely be interesting to see. And I I think that their role may at least in the show may be somewhat minor because of that idea. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. There's yeah. a lot of stuff to look forward to besides the wizards and besides the stuff that ties into Lord of the Rings. I mean, we're gonna see the construction and founding of Mordor, or not, not founding of Mordor, but we're going to see the construction of Baradur, the, the yep. big fucking tower in Mordor. As well as we're gonna Gondor. See the, we're going to see the establishment of River, uh, of uh, Rivendale. Um, no, Rivendell was already there, wasn't they? No, no, no. So no. it's established during the Second Age uh, by Elrond, he, as a, as a sanctuary. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So we'll, we'll get to see that, presumably. I mean, it all depends on when the show starts. Is it going to try and cover the entirety of the Second Age? Well, they, no, they said the fall gonna... of Numenor, which is pretty damn early, which means that it wouldn't make sense for us not to see Numenor in all of its glory. Right. Sauron shows up, not in his giant spiky set of armor. He apparently looks like a very charming, very attractive guy. Yeah. And he's very, you know, the silver tongue. Yeah, he's a tempter. Um, he, yeah, he is essentially... He is a he's a Lucifer type for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. At and least during the Second Age. Yes, and at the end of the Second Age, and going into what we know and love, uh, he's a just a fucking brutal bad guy monster. Here's another dude. thing too: is so there, there there actually legitimately is a physical man. Um, he is so I believe that Sauron is the same species as the wizards, which they're not men. Um, he is just corrupt, obviously. Also. Did I say this in the last episode where Sauron's supposed to be like eight feet tall, but then... I don't think we talked about that on the pad- podcast. No, so the Sauron, podcast, the Sauron podcast. is between yeah, no. eight and nine feet tall. They're all but fucking huge. But Elendil, the king of the Numenari- Numenorians, is like eight feet tall, and Gilgalad, the high elven king, is also almost eight feet tall. So they're friggin', they're all friggin' tanks, and then all the that'll other be, Numenorians are like seven feet. That'll be interesting to see if they actually do that for the show. Yeah, because uh, then they just get some short ass people to play like, regular right, men. Right. But I feel like, you know, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I feel like they won't do it because oh, you know what? 
what will happen is it's going to confuse people because yes, it is. normal people are going to look short as fuck. And then anybody that's shorter than that, like a hobbit or a dwarf or any other would be character that would show up is going to look even fucking shorter. And so yeah. people are going to be seeing normal humans or normal elves you know and think, Oh, that's a fucking halfling. And in reality, it's like, no, the main characters are just gigantic. You know, what we could see is it was, we saw bits and pieces of it. So, um, Presumably, the series will end where Fellowship of the Ring starts, and it's that climactic yeah. duel between. So, actually, Gilgalad um, and uh, Elendil duel Sauron like two on one. Yeah, right. Um, which is pretty fucking legit, and they kick his ass. But then he kills um, Gilgalad, and then then he kills Elendil, and that's when. Um, a Sealdor who's also already gotten his ass kicked cuts off a then wounded Sauron's hand or fingers. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if in the book if it was actually his hand. Yeah, that's um, I, I I hope that they actually do they have to. the the duel, like the the full scene. Because obviously the, the first movie, uh Fellowship of the Ring, um, you know, they had to condense that scene so for for the movie purposes. You know, and uh, even even in the extended edition, it's still a condensed scene. Oh yeah, um, there's a shit ton so, of footage they didn't use. Right there, I mean, yeah, there, there's actually I'm pretty sure there's footage of the Elven King fighting Sauron and then getting killed, uh, because there's like a, I saw yes. a post recently yes, where they is. actually have a picture that's presumably from the footage of the actor in the yeah. elven oh, yeah, no. armor. No, you it's not even just a foot. If you watch watch everybody go watch the fellowship of the ring and you can see King Gilgalad. He's the only elf that's wearing instead of just wearing gold, he doesn't have I mean obviously um Elrond doesn't have a helmet on. Right. But Elendil looking very similar to Elrond. He's the only one wearing gold and blue. And then he has a, instead of a, one of those short, um, he has a spear, doesn't he? Yes. He has a full spear and you see him kill somebody. You see him stab an orc. Yeah. He's yeah. So he, they filmed him and they also filmed the bit where he dies and you see Alendil's face. That's why he makes that face. They make it look like he's terrified of Sauron stepping out onto the battlefield. You see him like in shock and it's not that it's, he was, they were, he was dueling, Sauron with Gilgalad and they were winning and then Sauron picks up Gilgalad and incinerates him yeah with his hand and the only thing that falls to the ground is his crown and his spear so you know it's funny because we're coming up on the uh the anniversary right of yep. this the, the, the original movies and um they have coming out this summer a uh I think we talked about this in one of the previous uh episodes but they have the like mega ultra 4k resolution uh collection kit that's coming out and supposedly that's going to include even more footage that wasn't even in included in the last round of extended editions mm -hmm. so potentially we might actually get to see that scene but that's what i, I mean that's, that's speculation that's, that's neither here nor there i mean it's i i think that there's a lot to be excited for i don't know how you can fail with a with 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 a such dollars. an established <laughs> lore and two billion dollars. So if this fails, there's no one to blame. There's not a fan. There's not a critic. There's not any group of people to blame. 
other than Amazon. Yeah, they've got two billion dollars. So they, they've obviously said that they're going to put the money into it, and hopefully, what that means is they don't put the money into just the flashy bullshit. It's going to be we're going to hire the best, the best of the best. We're going to get Tolkien experts. We're going to get Weta Workshop. Maybe we'll get. I don't know if the they would. The sweatiest of Silmarillion nerds. You That's know what who I mean? we're getting. <laughs> um, and actually. <laughs> Every pretty, piece of armor will be fucking real. Dude, the, it was almost in the fucking the movies. Yeah. Which is yeah. absurd. So. I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm I excited am. to see a lot of that stuff. I'm excited to see the creation of the rings and how they get distributed. What effect they have on the people that receive them. All yep. of that stuff. We're going to see that. Actually, the, uh, the tie-ins. Um, I can't remember. We're going to uh, see. Are any are, so so? All the werewolves die in the first age. Oh, right? so yeah. So I'll, other than in presumably just the Silmarillion. We don't know who any of those dragons were. We don't know the names. I don't think of, I think we know the only named Balrog that I can remember off the top of my head is Gothmog. Yeah. All the um, Balrogs were in the first age. Yeah. So Balrogs, we don't really know the, any of the, names. the gigantic so we, dragons um, and all that shit. That's all first. No, age we do. Stuff. Actually, sorry. We do know the name of some of the dragons. There is an absolutely monstrous dragon called in Yeah. Um, the black who, like dwarfs, hella fucking stage. dwarfs. Smog, um, smog fucking is a, essentially the equivalent. Well, he's of a the hobbit. size of a damn continent. Yeah, he's huge. He's fucking massive. And then, um, what's gonna be cool? That's is, where the two billion dollars went. Is the one scene um, that's a flashback with him in it. See, I really should have spent more time looking up and remembering these names. But there is an elven warrior who was supposed to be in Lord of the Rings, but they cut him out so that, um, uh. Liv Tyler could have a little bit more of a scene in the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, why am I forgetting his name? It's pissing me off. Ninety. I could have pulled this guy's name out of my head any other day, but because I'm tired and it's like it's only eight, but I feel like an old man and I'm tired right now. Um, so this warrior, basically, this just elven guy, just nothing special about him other than he's a phenomenal warrior, gets in a one-in-one battle with Gothmog. Um, I believe, um, or one of the other Belrogs, and fights him and kills him. He dies in the process, but this just regular elf fights and kills a Balrog by himself, which Gandalf also fought and died killing a Belrog. Yeah. Um, a wizard he, literally died. Of, yeah. But because of fucking wizard bullshit, you know, came back and everything. Oh, and but because of such that an extraordinary feat, he does eventually return. And right. he was supposed to be at the Council of Elrond. And that's the thing, right? Is um, that uh, the the gods that are in yeah, they can, this lore, they'll they'll resurrect people based yeah, off they of need or off of yes. like great feats. Yep. Which is an un- that's why they resurrected Gandalf, saw that Sauron wasn't really doing his part anymore and actually had turned against them and therefore Saruman. Yes, sorry, Saruman, not Sauron. Um and that Gandalf would then take <laughs> Sauron wasn't doing his part either. They're like, yo, go fucking kill that guy. Yeah, he was doing so, you know, but, what actually, so the werewolves, there yeah, are I, werewolves yeah. in, in Tolkien lore. Yeah. I don't remember. There's a fucking, there's a battle where a werewolf fights Sauron in wolf form. I think I like, I think Sauron takes the form of a wolf and fights a werewolf and gets fucked up. I can't remember Does he? exactly. I, I think it's first age though. So I don't think we're going to see it. No, I, no. Yeah. I we might see th- some remember. throwbacks. 
And that's, I don't know if they'll even incorporate vampires and werewolves. We yeah, might see. well, that's that's what kind of sucks in a sense is like for anybody out there that's not super familiar with the intricate uh, token lore, the first age is fucking nuts. Like it is Warhammer fantasy and 40K level nuts. This man, yeah, this man was it, thinking of this shit back in the day. Yeah. Other than just so he was My using. My man was in a World War One trench coming up with uh, dragons the size of Australia and and fucking all fucking giant spiders and, and werewolf armies and all this other crazy shit. I mean, leave it up to somebody who's mentally potentially traumatized with PTSD and stuff to think up these things. No kidding. There was a lot of lore and stuff, you know, of course you had a lot of this kind of old fairy tale stuff and he just went from there. But A lot of okay. Celtic and Norse that's uh, One of the thrown things, into his, um, his stuff. That's got inspiration around there. here is this whole episode is we were basically supposed to end the episode with Lord of the Rings because we knew yeah. that we were going to talk about it forever. Yeah. So we're actually doing this whole episode backwards. Ass backwards um, because of one button that, yeah, wasn't, and, that wasn't pressed. And it, it would do it. Well, now I guess you live and you learn. Well, like, so hey. I don't, hopefully we're not like, it didn't sound like we were stumbling through that like a bunch <laughs> of freaking idiots. Um, well, there's a lot, it's again, it, there's a lot of shit that, that is in again, the first age and the second age. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lore and it's, it's a lot to like wade through. And, yeah. um, you know, unless you've, it, at least in my opinion, because I don't typically memorize a ton of shit when I read it, you know, I'll get the gist yeah. of stuff, but oh, I don't, I, I don't to... remember, I don't memorize fine details when I read these novels and things. And so unless I had just recently read some excerpts from yeah. the Silmarillion or, or watched a YouTube video or, or read some lore online, that stuff just doesn't stick there for me. So oh, yeah, actually, um, which for me, you know, um, I'm a notes kind of guy. And actually what I used to do a lot, um, is take notes. If I really was enjoying a book or it was a series and I knew there was going to be a lot of books and there was a lot of names, I would take notes, like legitimate notes. And actually one of the things that's why initially I started using like Evernote and, you know, OneNote and stuff. Um, so I'd be like, wait, like if I got confused or if I accidentally something came up and I put something down for a little while and picked up the series later, I could be like, who the hell are all these people? You know, I could look at my own notes. I still do that. Um, but it, it's rare now. Yeah. Um, Cause I haven't really started any new series or anything. Um, so, the question is, where do we go from here? And I think that we should, um, uh, fuck it. Let's jump into, since we're talking about shows, also, right? Yeah. Let's jump into WandaVision again. Yes, which is. And we'll actually go over this. We'll probably, so <laughs> Mel, we already had this full discussion. Yes, so this we, will be a little bit abbreviated. We completed the whole fucking synopsis of the WandaVision finale. And that's the exact moment we realized that I wasn't recording. Even yep. despite that, Mel did like nine percent of the talking because he is the resident Marvel expert. Um, ah, in the room, I'm, I'm hesitant. In the room, in today's society, yeah, in the room. That's fair. To be fair, also <laughs> we're both tired as shit, so keep that yeah. in mind. As like I said, hopefully we're it does when we listen to this, it's not like oh we were kind of stumbling coming coming to you pre-recorded <laughs> from a uh, uh, a very dreary uh, what's today Tuesday? Yeah. Fuck, dude. I was going to say Wednesday. It feels like Thursday to me again. Yeah. Um, So essentially what we talked about uh, was what happened with the uh, with with the season finale. 
And one of the big, one of the uh, crucial things that we touched on were the theories moving forward from the show. So uh, if you haven't watched the season finale, what, what are you even doing? Go watch it. It's been a week, right? This is the Friday after go fucking watch it. If you haven't started the series yet, well, I look, you're, you're a lost cause. So we're about to go into some spoiler territory. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, so the, the after credit scene, we see Wanda with the dark hold, right? So one of the interesting things out of that finale was in fact, well, the show, it really was the fact that the, the dark hold reappears. And for anybody that watched, uh, agents of shield when it was on TV, um, you know, that dark hold appeared during, uh, fuck was it season four? I can't remember. Um, with Ghost Rider. And the last time we see the Dark Hole, Ghost Rider takes it to like another dimension or whatever for safekeeping. So, assuming that that is canon, which there's a little bit of, you know, uh, confusion as to whether or not or how much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon. I know that at least the first two seasons are considered canon, but after that, it kind of gets a little wishy washy. So, whether or not that is being kept as MCU canon, we don't know. But assuming that it is, that means that Agatha got the fucking book. She either conjured it to her or she opened a portal and jumped through and said, yo, what's up, Ghost Rider? And bitch slapped him off to the side and grabbed the book and left. You know, we don't know what happened. That, that wasn't explained. She has it and that's it. Um, and now Wanda has it and Wanda's using it. That's the after credit scene is we see her using it. And presumably she's pulling a Doctor Strange and learning a fuck ton of shit about her uh, upgraded powers. Um, arguably new powers. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, a lot of speculation because we know for a fact that Wanda is going to be in the, uh, help me out with the name again. Uh, I said moons of madness last time, but yeah, that's a did, video game. Uh, universe Fucking of madness, universe universe of madness which is going to be the Doctor new, Strange. Doctor, exactly. The Doctor Strange movie. We know for a fact she's going to be in there. And I was really hoping for a tie in in this show and we didn't see one. There was no tie in. I was hoping the after credits was going to be Doctor Strange showing up like Wanda. I need your help now that you're powerful. But no, nothing. So that leads me to believe that there's either going to be another media that serves as a buffer to tie that in or there'll be a full out season two of WandaVision, um, which I know that there's been. Uh, I, I don't know if there was an official comment made as to whether or not this was a limited series, but apparently this is a limited series. However, it did so well. I could see them rescinding that and doing a season two to tie it into the, the next string of movies, specifically the Dr. Strange one. So we'll see if the doc, the, the dark hold um, is part of that. Uh, the other thing is that uh, the, this season, everybody was talking about Mephisto and I'm sure that there are a ton of Mephisto fans right now that are butthurt. I'm going to give you some hope right now. I think that he's still at play. I think that he's still coming. I think they set him up. There's enough evidence. We're good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's totally fine. So one of the big theories going into the show was that Mephisto was the guy pulling the strings all along. Turned out, no, it was Agatha. That's fine. There were a lot of nods to Mephisto um, throughout the show. And at the very end, you hear, uh, during the after credit scene, when Wanda's using the dark hole, you hear her two, um, twins, her children screaming for help from like some ethereal plane, right? You can't see them, but you hear them. 
So for those of you that aren't familiar with Mephisto and are, uh, uh, I'm acknowledging right now that I am not a huge knowledge base for Mephisto, but I do know a little bit here, which I'll share is that, uh, apparently Wanda's powers or even Wanda herself is like a shard of Mephisto in the comics. So in the comics it's, 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 uh, revealed that Wanda is actually not the biological daughter of Magneto and that she is tied to Mephisto. She, her powers are a shard of his being or some bullshit. And so at one point, Mephisto captures her twins and I think reabsorbs him into himself to kind of gain back some of his original powers, which causes Wanda to go insane, which starts the storyline of um, House of M, which is what WandaVision is loosely based off of. Uh, I think for the MCU, we're going that this route backwards. So instead of Mephisto being the one that starts all this, Wanda's the one that starts all this, right? Um, by unlocking her true chaos magic, she has now kind of like, quote unquote, awoken Mephisto, or at least drawn his attention. And so now he has somehow ensnared the souls of her twins. So my theory is that when she created vision, when she created the twins, she literally created them. They were living entities within the sphere of her influence. Right. And so they had souls or whatever. Um, and so when she decimated everything, consolidated it all back into herself, those souls went somewhere and, or maybe at the last second, Mephisto grabbed the souls of the twins out of their beds and he now has them and he's using them as leverage to kind of lure out uh, Scarlet Witch. I, I think that that's the route we're going. Um, and it'll be pretty cool to see whether or not that is how uh, Universe of Madness plays out. I have no fucking idea. I know that there's other speculation on who the villains will be for that. But um, essentially, that was everything that we got out of the season finale that I thought was of merit. Um, we have Vision who has uh, white vision. So resurrected vision, also known as white vision restored his memory. They had a little uh, ship of theses debate between regular vision, or I'm sorry, uh, procedurally generated vision <laughs> and white vision. I thought it was vision. Yeah. Vision. So vision <laughs> was talking to white vision. He was like, yo bro, uh, your memory is gone, man. Let me help you with that. Flicked him on the forehead. Boom. He was like, yo, I am the vision and flew off and <laughs> fucked off to whatever. He Like, dude, just fucked off out of there. No, like, oh, my God, I got to help Wanda. Just, oh, my God, I remember everything, including the fact that that bitch let me die twice. So I'm out. And he left and he fucking flew off. Um, but in the comics, uh, he gets resurrected in a similar manner and he doesn't have his uh, emotions. He has his memories, but he doesn't have his emotions. He doesn't have a soul in the comics. And so for a while, he's kind of a very cold character. Uh, but slowly over time, he regains his original uh, 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 personality. And so I think that's what we're going to see as he occasionally pops up is that he's slowly uh, receiving all of that back yeah, via I his sudden return of memories. I think what we're going to see um, going off that is he's going to have maybe the equivalent of PTSD yeah. or different things that he, so he's not going to be the same vision as before because he died twice and he's going to remember like, he's going to remember like, uh, you know, he's going to look at it. Like I failed to protect Wanda initially 
you know what I mean? Um, like he was, he's like, I wasn't strong enough, you know what I mean? And then he's going to be, presumably that's going to color some of his actions down the road and the dialogue with the other characters and where he wants to go and all this yeah. stuff. Um, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, it was it by the time this airs, we'll have another week to go before, um, the next show, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We know that that has Baron Zemo already. He was literally in the trailer also, as well as U.S. agent slash <laughs> super patriot. Ah, uh, yes. Everybody's favorite generic U.S. agent. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number 32. Man. Um, so I'm, I hope that they do a little bit of explaining. So my assumption is that Falcon and the Winter Soldier takes place at the exact same time yeah. as WandaVision. And I hope that that's the case. And I hope that they do, even if it's a, like small, even if it's like a one like a minute interjection into the story, like just explain to me why not a single one of the Avengers showed up to help Wanda. Yeah. Like, like she is an Avenger. She right? is an Avenger. She yeah. just came back from okay. the blip. Yeah, so it's like you would think that they would be keeping tabs on her it, and the other people that came back from the blip. Yeah, and it would be like, okay, so who's still on Earth? Thor presumably is left with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Right. Tony's gone. Yeah, he's dead. Um Doctor Strange, we don't know what he's doing. Um, right. Presumably rebuilding all the magical defenses and wards for yep. the planet. Um, because we don't know how far into the future this is post um Thanos death, you know, but a lot of stuff was destroyed. Um, Carol Danvers presumably went back out to helping other planets. Um, War Machine might be busy with military stuff. Right. Um, I mean, Bruce, I imagine there's a Bruce lot Banner, who on. knows what he's doing. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously Hawkeye, like you said, Hawkeye might be on house arrest after he murdered a shit ton of people when he was Ronin. Or just straight <laughs> up like... Like, yo, for no, he real, retired. He retired. He's yeah, gone. like for real. I, I actually retired this time. I just lost my best friend during this. I'm fucking. Done. Yeah. So he so what we do know is that his daughter is taking up the mantle of Hawkeye, correct? Yes, that is official. Yep, we so, have we have stills of that on yep, Instagram. She's going to be Hawkeye. Um, Vision is returning. Which is pretty exciting. Actually. Um, we have a new Captain America who is Falcon, but presumably sword. I presume it'll be sword is not happy that you know, that they don't have a super soldier anymore. And they're like, we don't want to, you know, so they make super Patriot. Um, that's, a, that's another thing, dude. I was hoping to learn a little bit more about sword and yeah. WandaVision. And it's kind of just like a random government entity. That's there. Yeah, it's like, who, who, who are they? Are they related to shield is shield turning into sword, which obviously we don't think it is because um, of they how they going, acted. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, they could have sent someone to try to help Wanda. They could be like, Hey, one of our most powerful Avengers is flipping the fuck out and she's trapped this entire town in a bubble. Right. And like, how do you miss that? Yeah. You could have had, <laughs> you could have had like, I don't know how it would have affected him, but you could have potentially had like, I mean, I don't know how they contact somebody from way far away, you know, like carrier if, pigeon. Yeah. Like Thor could have just <laughs> walked in there and be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> I know your pain <laughs> mortal. He would. Everybody I too almost lost a lot. He did. Dude. He, he lost, lost his brother. Ton. He lost his mom years ago. But he, he lost, lost his, his brother his three times. His father, his um, his brother. He lost his entire planet, basically, or whatever that was. Floating, floating continent. Yeah, floating continent thing. 
um, and most everything else, right? Um, so he would know probably better than, and then, you know, and of course you had like, um, um, of course Bruce kind of had his little love thing with Black Widow, um, and then he lost her, but if anybody were to know, it would have been Thor. But then again, we don't know what the hell Thor's up to. Um, also, than- you know, Thor's been kind of established as more of a, uh, especially now with Ragnarok, is a more kind of like goofy, charismatic type yeah. of uh, dude. And I don't know if that would have meshed well with the kind of person that Wanda is, especially at the no. moment of the of the show. But uh, yeah, presumably he's already in space with the Guardians. Yes, and... Um, because I think part of the reason that he is with them is this was not initially, I guess, I guess we're in the Marvel kick here. Um, they keep saying, actually, they, it's been so long now because people thought that Adam Warlock might show up at some point and he hasn't. And then they said, wait till Guardians 3. We know that he's going to be in it, right? And the only person that could remotely stand up to Adam Warlock would be Wanda Thor. Um, Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, some of those heavy hitters. You know, maybe maybe Vision, you know, when he had um, the Mind Stone. Um, yeah, no, because, I mean, because if Adam Warlock is, they're going to nerf the shit out of him, obviously, but if he is comic book Adam Warlock, they could all probably attempt to stand up to him and he would fuck him up. Yeah. Because he, he is the... Slap him off to the side. Like I said in the but, last uh, episode, Space Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> talked about him a little bit in the last episode, so um, definitely... But yeah, definitely. So I enjoyed WandaVision for what it was, uh, which was some world building, uh, building, uh, world building, Jesus, word, bending. Uh, <laughs> word bending. Um, you know, there was a little bit of action, but that wasn't really the point. It was more of like, you know, a, a mind freak kind of thing. Um, and it was good. It was good. It, it, it set her up to be a solid, I mean, not that she already wasn't, but it set her up to be even more of a solid, uh, character for when these movies start kicking off again. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to get back into some action though. So that is going to be Falcon and the winter soldier. So definitely we'll be talking about that once it comes out. Um, let's go ahead and transition here. We've spent a lot of time and again, we missed, the first half we're, of this podcast. We're literally doing we, this in the exact reverse order. And I've <laughs> lost all concept of time. I don't know. This could be a two hour podcast, dude. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Cause well, it feels like we've been talking forever, but we recorded 20 or 30 minutes. But, yeah, and actually I, by record, I, th- I mean, I did. not record me. Yeah, we, we misrecorded at least 30 minutes and then started over. So, okay. So uh, in reverse order, do you want to talk about alien? Yes, I do very quickly. So, um, I believe it was the last episode we talked last about. Last episode, <laughs> we talked about the trailer that came out yes. for Aliens. Fire and the Team. one thing we said is we don't want another horde shooter. And we watched the gameplay. And what is the game? <laughs> so literally, the one I thing think we did two want. days after we posted. So Sunday, or maybe it came out that Saturday. Uh, the IGN released twenty-five minute game footage, uh, or I'm sorry, gameplay of the title, right? Um, and they didn't, and I think they, they, so it was them. It was IGN's spokespeople playing with some of the devs that created the game. And they were walking through one of the generic levels and talking about all the things that you can expect in the game, you know, basically trying to generate hype for the game. It doesn't look bad in terms oh, of, good. in terms of like uh pace 
and visuals and stuff of that nature. Like it, it looks gorgeous. It does look gorgeous. However, the things that we talked about on the last podcast, and I, I won't reiterate them because we'll be here all fucking night. Um, Is that a word? Reiterate them? Uh, reiterate them. Jesus. I can't. Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. It'll be a miracle if we make it through this episode. Okay, so for a future note to ourselves, <laughs> let's try to do, let's record these. If we're going to do it this late, either. Make sure that the button is on. Yes, first of all, make sure that we're recording. Make sure the mic Second, is facing forward and make the sure that I have on. a coffee or an energy drink here. <laughs> um, Mel gave up energy drinks for a month. That includes pre-workout and everything like that. So I'm that about to give to up on everything if we can't get through this episode. <laughs> but so, okay, so, uh, you know, we covered a lot about what our expectations were for the game. Not, not even expectations, what we think would make it a successful game of this type that honestly we weren't expecting to see in this game and sure enough our expectations were correct uh it is a horde shooter um and you know i'll highlight just a couple of things and then pass it over to jake that pissed me off about it uh and then there was one thing that i actually really enjoyed about it so the 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 first thing that pissed me off was um the uh the linear and honestly, this was my biggest complaint. Uh, the movement of the aliens, right? The the AI uh, is way too fucking linear. Way too linear. They just come right at you. They, they come right at you in the most predictable of ways. And it sucks because it gives an illusion that it's going to be this crazy battle, right? You'll see a horde of aliens running down the hallway at you. Some are climbing on the ceiling. Some are climbing on the walls. Some are running at you on the, on the ground, regardless of the direction they're coming at you from before they attack you, at least from what I saw in the gameplay before they attack you, most, no, all of them will jump from the ceiling or the wall down to the ground first and then continue to run to you. So you're only ever going to be worried about them coming at you from the ground. Like, yeah, you can shoot up at them on the ceilings and stuff just so you kill a fuck ton of them before they even get close to you, but they're only ever going to come at you from the ground. They're not going to jump from the ceiling. They're not going to jump from the wall. You know, they're not going to climb up out of the ground and grab you and suck you down onto another level. You know, they're just kind of running at you, and it's stupid. Like, that, that's, that works for zombie horde shooters that doesn't work for aliens man they're supposed to be more than that they're supposed to be smarter than that so that pissed me off um the other thing was um the the types of aliens were pretty basic you got your fucking you've got the drones that are running at you you've got the spitter that sits in the back and just shoots lobs acid balls and that's all it does it doesn't do anything like cool it just lobs acid um you've got you know there was well there was couple other ones that they show soldier ones, I think. Uh, Well, so the soldier ones are the, I'll get to that in a second. The soldier ones were the ones I liked. So the other one was the explosive ones, which, you know, in alien colonial Marines, those were the only ones that were scary because you had that one level where you're going through the sewers and you don't want to wake them up or they blow up and kill you. Uh, But in the, in this game, they're just, yeah, they're just exploding blobs. You shoot them, they blow up, they kill some of the aliens around them. Boom. Um, The, the, uh, the acid effects were minimal. So like you will see puddles of acid and they will do that hissing noise as if they're burning through the metal, but they don't actually do any, like they don't burn holes. They do a little bit of damage to you if you get too close to it, which is nice at least. 
but they don't burn holes through the floor. They don't really do much. Like it's not that big of a mechanic. Like it should be a bigger mechanic than it is, at least seemingly in this first uh, iteration of gameplay. Um, the one thing that I did like was the alien soldiers. So most of the aliens you fight are going to be the drones, the ones from the original alien movie, which I don't actually know if this is uh, canonly correct, but the drones are like smaller ones. So you'll fight mostly those. Every once in a while, a big fucker will come out and attack you, and those are the warriors, and those are uh, they're modeled after the Aliens movie, um, the uh, the James Cameron one. So those guys are actually smart. Those guys will attack you from different angles, and I did see this, and this is what I liked. This is what I thought most of the fucking aliens should have been doing, is it'll attack you from multiple angles, different angles, and it will it will come at you from uh, vents and from the ceiling and from underneath the ground. And what it does is it jumps on top of you kind of like a hunter from uh, left for dead. And it starts slashing at you. And if it takes too much damage, it will jump off, run to the nearest vent and clamber up into it and escape into the vents and then lurk around in the vents and then jump out again. So, I mean, now that I'm saying it, it kind of sounds pretty much the same thing as the hunter, but at least that makes sense for the alien type the alien, the, the xenomorph uh, characteristics. And so I appreciate that at least. I just felt like there wasn't enough of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jake, what was your impression? Basically, I mean, what I said last time, you know, instead of just, this looks like just, it's a shooter. It's a rail shooter almost. Maybe not. You know what I mean? I mean, we need to see more. It did say alpha, not that that means anything. Yeah. Um, It needed to be what I was hoping for and what it looks like it's not going to be. And now I don't have hope that it is, is that at the beginning of the mission, you select what kind of character you're going to play as, are we going to do this stealth? Are we going to go loud? You know what I mean? You kind of have to plan things out, right? Um, Cause if you're going to go loud, you need to have the equipment to do it. If you're going to do stealth, you need to have the equipment to do it. And that will kind of help you plan out how you're going to do the level. Yeah, it just, but just having a shooter. Yeah, it's a horror movie, and it should be a horror game, right? You can still have it be a shooter, but it needs to be terrifying when you do get into a fucking battle with these things, because it's gonna be like, hey, the second we start shooting, that's when it starts, and it's not gonna end until either we die or we escape. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like that. At, um, yeah, but uh, you know, I t- I talked about it with some of our friends, and I was like, look, man, it's a solid twenty dollar game. If it's twenty dollars, I might try it out. If it's any yeah. more than that, I'm not gonna try it until I know for sure that it's fucking good. Yeah, that's just it's. We kind of knew they were gonna do it. There are certain franchises where they just can't fucking get it right. Yeah. Right? Somebody, a, a studio will try it. It won't do well, or they'll try it and it'll do well, and then they never make anything else for it. Um, or somebody thinks that they they get something new and they're just gonna pop out a generic. You know, it, it just this type of game feels like it's been done a million times because it has. And if you're going to do it again, you have to do it better. And I don't think they're bringing anything new to the yeah, table. I don't think this is it. So, so, um, but well, interesting uh, enough, you know, as we continue our reverse podcast, <laughs> um, reverse order podcast, as I was stitching this episode together, as I do with all episodes, it's kind of like, what do we, um, you know, what topics do we want to stitch together? What work well together? And the Lord of the Rings thing was 
fun. That was a topic I wanted to talk about, but then I also had two other listeners reach out and say that that's what they wanted to hear. So that's another listener um, request. So we are keeping up with your requests. Not every episode is going to be um, a listener request because it could just be something that Mel and I really want to talk about, but we're going to keep that up. So keep please sending them to us. Um, I'm going to periodically insert that stuff into our stories and maybe some posts. Hey, give us some more ideas, but feel free to do so whenever. This next one was something that I just randomly came up with because I thought it would be fun. And I was, I think about this a lot, you know, and because specifically because of the last episode with the colonial Marines fighting aliens, this is posed. I know my answer. I just want to see what Mel's answer is. If you are drafted into a universe's infantry, right? Who, which organization would you rather fight in? And no, you can't be a Jedi. You can't be a clone commando, right? Any of these things. Your choices are the Colonial Marines in the Aliens franchise, um, the Mobile Infantry of Starship Troopers. <laughs> um, um, book or movie? So, yes. <laughs> I will say either. Obviously, okay. movie, that would be a hard pass it, for anybody. Yeah, anybody that knows, it's vastly different. The book is yes. vastly different from the fucking movies. And actually, and yeah, the book, um, whole other story. The Rebel Alliance, okay. um, just ground forces, or the Imperial Guard of Warhammer 40K, or if you can think of another series for some reason that I just didn't add to the list. Gotcha. You know, what is your pitch? Why would you do it? Do you think that you have a better chance? Or if nothing else, you have a chance at having a, gl- <laughs> a glorious death? So, <laughs> first of all, if you pick the Imperial Guard from Warhammer 40K, you're a fucking psychopath. Because those guys <laughs> are glorified cannon fodder. They are designed to die. Um, also, coincidentally, if you wanted to be... It's not part of this question, but if you wanted to be a space marine in that fantasy you would still be a psychopath because they're basically stripped of their humanity in a number of ways. Um, You know, they live uh, to fight and die for centuries. Yes. And if you're lucky, you're badass um, and you live for centuries. I have an answer. (laughs) I actually am curious to hear your answer first. What? That's not my question. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hilarious. It's fucking, it's fucking hilarious that you said that you wouldn't be the Imperial Guard. Because that's what I picked. <laughs> um, and here's why. Psychopath. Here's why. I'm not going to be fucking private or fucking cadet whoever getting sent down. So Getting sent down to get eaten by so some freaking Xenos. If you're not, I know Mel and I keep bringing up Warhammer. If you're not familiar with it, um, the, the premise is that each planet or the planets that are able of doing so will have their own armies that can either use to defend their own planets or um, come to the aid of the empire when they're called. And um, there's a million different flavors. They all, they, they're all different types of fighting, right? Yeah. You know, and specialists, um, you get guys who are urban fighters. You get guys that are good at recon. You have guys that are good at more of the special operations stuff, guys that are meant for mountaineering guys that are meant for mobile combat, um, armored tank combat. So there, there's a broad variety, right? If you're just going to be, you're right though. They do get slaughtered because of the, some of the shit that they go up against, but some of them are not made equal. 
And my thoughts are, you know, I specifically left the clones out of, um, for Star Wars out of this because they're clones. You you know, you have to be a regular ass person. Yeah. Right. And the clones are all very special. Right? They're not just, I mean, even though they're cannon fodder, they're, some of them are very adept at it. You know, they're bigger, stronger, faster than most people anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, I would wrapped off a Mandalorian for Christ's sake. Um, there are a couple the ones that I would be um, in 40K would be there's there's a couple of them. Each different armies have different versions of them, but they're basically the shock troopers, right? Because they have better armor. Some of them have jetpacks. They get cooler fucking weapons. Um, they are the cream of the crop for 40K. And they also have the a lot of named characters in some situations, depending on which battalion or whatever you're fighting for or regiment. Um, you know what I mean? And if you have a lot of named characters, it means that you're probably not going to potentially not get wiped off the map. <laughs> and if you're lucky, um, you also get to be a named character. Yeah. Um, what, what, what is your choice? That's funny that you say that you want to be those guys. Cause I think that we might be of a similar mind here. So, yep. My answer to this question, first of all, in reality, there is no correct answer to this question because at you're the end of die. the day, you're all going to die. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> you're all cannon fodder in, in the sci-fi battlefields. Any, uh, space faring militia is just can fodder. The casualties are high. Uh, so for me, um, I would definitely pick the UNSC and halo specifically. Oh if yeah. I can, that's I would be a uh, a, a ODST, uh, Orbital Drop Shop Trooper. Um, that was my I second choice. Fucking love them, and you know everybody's like, "Oh, I'll be a Spartan." You know, Spartans are cool. I want to be a Spartan. Spartan this, Spartan that. You'll fuck Spartans. I mean, they're dope, but fuck Spartans. ODSTs, man. ODSTs are dope as shit. Like, not even just get rid of the game for a second, bro. Like, the game was great, but let's just toss that to the side. ODSTs are badass. They get dropped. First of all, they have really cool armor. Um, uh, typically, they have like some kind of modified version of the latest and greatest weapons that uh, the regular um, Marines have. Um, and they get uh, like they're the cream of the crop that gets pulled from the Marines, gets even more intense training, and then uh, become these uh, drop troopers. And they utilize pods, these reinforced armored pods that drop from spaceships in high orbit to a planet to essentially do like, you know, a D-Day style landing, but at a high velocity and they just impact the ground. Sometimes they're even used to take out in bank or not embankments, but emplacements and armaments with, uh, with just their pods and they land and they burst out and it's just immediate fucking action. And oh yeah. It's, it's dope as fuck. Now, they have a high casualty rate, especially during the Covenant War, because the Covenant slaughtered people yeah. but, by the droves. But, I mean, dude, I've always loved ODSTs. I mean, I'm pretty tall to be an ODST, but still, they're, I, I they're, would love to be ODSTs. Here's the thing is because the Spartans are so fucking cool that in any universe, they're almost like, not uncool. You know what I mean? Because they're, they they can do anything. They survive so much fucking shit. Well, you know, just, but being you know, a normal ass everybody dude. Everybody wants to be a Spartan. Yeah, that's the thing. Is in the, in the Every ODSTs, Halo fan wants to be a Spartan. The Helljumpers Next are. Next Master Chief. Yeah, are fucking badass. They're the most badass people 
right, that you could be, you could hope to be outside of a Spartan. And that's the yeah. same thing with um, 40K and the Imperial Guard. There's They come in a million different flavors and fucking styles. Um, you know what I mean? It was the same kind of ideas because the 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 basically the general classification of shock troopers are they have heavier weapons. Their training is usually, you know, extreme. They get the best equipment, the best vehicles, the best everything. They still die, right? Yeah. Because you're going up against oh yeah, um, demon infused super soldiers and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you're going to do it, you know what I mean? Because some of those people, I mean, in the end of the day, in like, what's it, uh, the name for it? Grimdark, where you can be a badass person and you can live for fucking ever and you can do all this cool shit. But at the end, you're, you're probably not going to retire. Yeah. But then again, if you live in a universe of perpetual war, I mean, what did you expect? So there's a book, um, and this will be the last thing I say, uh, before we kind of, start to close out here with our, uh, backwards podcast. Um, uh, there is a book called, what is it called? Shoot. I'm spacing on the name. Um, I think it's called power armor or something like that. And it's about a, uh, it's a sci-fi book about, well, first of all, disclaimer, it's not a good book. It's an interesting <laughs> book. And if you are, if I don't even know how I explain this, it is an interesting book. And because shit was so crazy, I read it. It kept me, it kept me entertained, but in terms of story structure and overall quality of the, uh, of the novel, it was, it was not my favorite. Uh, so I'll just, I'll just say it like that. Um, but essentially it deals with a, uh, infantry man, uh, who like, is continuously dropped on this insectoid planet to fight in some, you know, random sci-fi war against a overwhelming force. I mean, you know, thanks starship troopers. Uh, but, but they're rocking like crazy ass power armor versus even what was mentioned in the uh, starship troopers book. Uh, and this guy just gets continuously sent. And every time he's the only survivor, and uh, he basically goes so many times into combat. He gets so many deployments that he's able to opt out of the military. But because of a glitch in the system, his numbers don't translate. And so they think that he's still eligible for deployment. So they just keep sending him until eventually I think he just leaves of his own volition. I don't know how it happens, but it, it you know, it deals with the aftermath of him surviving the the types of sci-fi atrocities that you know you can only read about in a book or or see in a, a sci-fi show and then and then how like you know what was it like to be one of the only survivors in a story where you guys are meant to be expendable or whatever I, it, it was it was interesting it was it, from that aspect with this question and what we're talking about it was an interesting book uh but i approach it hesitantly because like i said it's not great the so, guy who gave it to me fucking loved it and talked it up and was so excited and i read it and i was like yeah dude, it was pretty good <laughs> so as we round up kind of this episode here i have no idea how long this episode has gone yeah um because we talked yeah. like i said we talked for 20 30 minutes at a time yeah um in reverse order i'm gonna cut this 
very short um, because one, I'm not as great of a storyteller as um, the guy that I listen to tell the story. Very quickly, I'm going to keep this to like three minutes. Um, one of the things that also got me on that, to bring to that question to uh, Mel is like, who would you rather fight for, right? And there was a oh, The inspiration story. of the, the question. Yes, and it yeah. was about Master Sergeant Roy Benavidez. Yeah, Benavidez. Yes. Um, so this guy's fucking story Real person. Absolutely absurd. If you want to hear it told very well, look up Mr. Ballen. Um, B-A-L-L-E-N on YouTube um, and then look up I think like at this point the video would be by the time this episode airs it might be three weeks old and it the episode is man dies 37 times so <laughs> he didn't actually die 37 times but he should have so basically what it was is this guy's in Vietnam as a Green Beret right He's he was one of the guys on the team member it was his day to essentially be off he goes to church he hears on the radio that one of the teams is in serious trouble. Well, so, hold on. You you forgot the whole part where before, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before he becomes his, a Green Beret, he is, gets hit by a fucking landmine. Yep. So first trip to Vietnam, steps on a landmine, told he's never going to walk again. Right? And then they told him they're going to medically discharge him. He says, he please, says, Fuck please you. don't. I want to <laughs> stay in. And they say, you have six months to walk again. Right? And what he does is every night in the hospital, he falls out of bed crawls up to the wall and forces himself up into a standing position and then slowly puts more and more weight on his feet until by six months he can walk again. And they're absolutely astounded. And he never tells them that every night I'm purposely pushing myself out of bed and forcing myself to stand on my shattered legs, right? And then he goes back to the fleet and then they put him at some desk job and he says, fuck that shit. And he starts training to get in the best shape of his life. And then he says, I want to try out for the Green Berets. And at that point, the chain of command's like, we're not even sure how you're even standing right now, so go fucking ahead. <laughs> and yeah, he gets into the Green Berets, and he goes to Vietnam, right? Back to where Back we to are. Back to Vietnam. Um, he's standing outside of the church listening to the radio, and these three helicopters come in, and they are absolutely fucking shredded. He runs up to one, grabs the door gunner, and says, what happens? Right? And the guy doesn't get any words out before he dies in Roy's arms. So then he goes to the pilot and he says, what the fuck happened? And he's like, we can't land. We couldn't land. They were, they were shredding us. Essentially. We couldn't get to the team. They're pinned down. Yeah. There's a um, team out in the, and out so in the he says, that's pinned by like, we need to go thousands back. of fucking Viet Cong. Oh yeah. And luckily for him, the pilot was furious because one, because they failed at picking up this team and two, his, his crew chief and door gunner is dead. So Roy jumps in a helicopter in this lone helicopter of presumably just the pilot. I don't know if his co-pilot was in it or whatnot. It seemed like it was just one pilot and Roy. But in their haste, Roy doesn't have any weapons other than his fucking knife and a first aid kit. Forgets his fucking gun. And they go and then they get close. They get in with 100 meters of this, of this Green Beret team, which is about 12 men. <clears throat> and this Green Beret team is surrounded by a battalion, right? A thousand um, North Vietnamese soldiers. They can't get close. They're getting shot up. And so they, the pilot kind of pulls back a little bit. And then Roy goes, put me in, coach. <laughs> and, and he's like, he's like, I can't get you in there. And he's like, lower the helicopter as much as you can. I'm jumping out. So he jumped. So he lowers it to the treetop, the treetops. And he jumps out at fucking canopy height, 
plummets to the ground and lands on the ground in the middle of all of the North Vietnamese. And they're just like, they're like, what? They're like, where the fuck did this <laughs> guy just come from? And so he just starts sprinting towards the team. And at first they're in such shock that they don't do anything. But eventually they open fire on him. They throw a grenade and it showers his back with shrapnel. He gets shot in the back and in the back of the head. Doesn't stop. Keeps going. Gets shot in the leg. Yep. Um, gets gets to the men, you know, that are his friends. I think at that point, four of them were dead and only maybe one of them who had also been shot in the face and had one eye was trying to keep the enemy at bay. So Roy instructs him what to do and then he moves from guy to guy to guy, gives them all morphine um, to try to get them maybe more functional. And then he himself starts shooting to keep the enemy at bay. And then one by one starts dragging the guys off of the X, which is where they've been ambushed. Right. And as he gets them further out, he gets shot. in I think both legs, um, he gets shot in the stomach. He gets hit with more shrapnel. He's picking up enemy weapons and he's firing. Right. He's basically just zigzagging yeah. back and forth and then in eventually, the middle of the field. While his buddies are getting picked up. Oh, yeah. And eventually, he realizes the helicopter hasn't left. The pilot hasn't abandoned him. So the pilot comes down, lands. He gets most of the guys on, the living guys on, right? And then he realizes there's still two guys that have been separated, right? So he goes to sprint back to collect these two guys, right? As he's running... um. An MVA soldier butt strokes him in the head and fractures his skull. He falls to the ground, gets butt stroked in the mouth, and it shatters his jaw. Then the guy turns his rifle around and proceeds to repeatedly bayonet Roy in the chest and stomach. And on one of the, on the final bayonet strike, Roy grabs the bayonet, pulls it out of his chest, throws the rifle away, pulls the MVA soldier down, gets on top of him, and then kills him with his own knife. Which is a fucking giant-ass Bowie knife. Yeah, and then gets up, runs to the other guys, um, and he gets, um, there's an explosion, right? There's a grenade, and he gets knocked out. He wakes up, um, gets back up, gets to the two guys, turns around, realizes the helicopter has been destroyed and the pilot's dead. So what he does is he still takes those guys pulls them even further back. Then he goes to the wreckage of the helicopter, starts pulling all of the living guys out. Yeah, except presumably it's on yep. fire and everything. And then what he does is he starts to call in multiple danger-close airstrikes. Like, so within a couple of feet of them, he's dropping napalm and um, bombs and everything, and he's keeping them at bay until the plane either runs out of fuel or it runs out of ammo. And at this point, Roy realizes, like, they're fucked. Um... Yeah, yeah, and now he does. Now he finally So realizes. what he does He's is like, he gives everybody a final shot <laughs> of morphine. Yeah, he gives everybody a, a final shot of morphine just so that their death is going to be painless, and he decides, I'm going to stand and I'm going to fight until they, you know, they get until me. I can. Yeah. Right? Um, and, but then eventually he sees that other helicopters have actually fucking returned, and they start pouring fire on him, on the enemy, and sure enough... Helicopters land. Roy is able to load all of his all of the team on that he can um, that aren't dead. I mean, talk about he, a guy that maxed out his skills in support like Jesus Christ. So he like, gets on the helicopter. a truly inspiring story. He gets on the helicopter and he passes out. 
He comes back and he's so shot up. He had 37, what they considered 37 significant grievous wounds, right? And to the point, they, and then he arrives at the medical tent. They can't find a heartbeat. So they put him in a, a body bag. And the doctor goes to zip up the body bag and Roy spits in his face. And he didn't do it just to be a dick. It's because he, he couldn't talk. He couldn't see. He couldn't move. He couldn't move. And so that was like, hey, I'm still fucking alive. Then the guy re- in within six months recovers again, right? And I, I don't know if he got discharged at that point or if he stayed in. He's eventually. No, I think he, yeah, I think he, at that point. There yeah, was, I mean, he's pretty fucking chewed yeah, up at that there, point. <laughs> that was, um, he didn't get the Medal of Honor immediately either. He didn't get it until like right. the 80s. And then. Um, but I mean, this dude was literally a living legend. What ended up killing him was what? Diabetes? Yep. Complications with diabetes. But we don't, we don't know. You know, I mean, fuck. If it was type one or it was type two, that doesn't fucking matter. The man, even if it was type two, the man deserved to eat whatever the fuck he wanted <laughs> yeah, after that. At that point. And like, the fact that he lived know. to like 68 years old or whatever yeah, he is. And after 68 years old after all he that. He gets shot in the head like twice. Yeah, it's craziness. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's the kind of story that the, you would never in a million years believe. The best it's a factual comment, story. The best comment on that video was, it said, this man is the, the protagonist of the story and we're all just NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's probably about the only man that I know in the history of this world that would be able to survive in any of the uh, sci-fi, uh, space, like Space Marine Corps, Space Infantry Corps that we were talking about in that question. So, uh, <sighs> but yeah, that's going to do it for us. We hope you uh, uh, enjoyed our reverse episode. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't seem, you know, if if it's a little clunky, we'll come back even better in episode seven. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll... <laughs> We will uh, we will see everybody on the next one here. Um, we'll close it out uh, with I'm going to close it out with one more comment saying that uh, we're we're curious to know your answer to the question. So definitely hit us up at jacobmailpodcast at gmail.com. Give us an answer to the question. The question being uh, the which which uh, infantry faction would you rather be in? Um, was there one that we didn't mention, and would you prefer that one, and why? Uh, also these kind of questions are dope to us. So in addition to the topics, we would love if you had, if we had some well, yeah. listener questions coming in. So definitely be, f- uh, feel free to throw those at us via, uh, once again, Gmail, or if you follow us on Instagram, Yes. um, until next time, that's going to do it for us. Go watch WandaVision if you fucking haven't, and we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you all next week. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.